Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sex Sales Podcast, the podcast where a comedian and a relationship therapist talk about all things gender, sex, dating, relationships related in the modern world. This podcast is brought to you by Crush Organic CBD Oil, Crush with a K. They have a huge range of CBD oil products. It's all the rage. Everyone's using it. Uh, I've been using it for a couple of months now. I use the platinum oil every night. Dramatically has improved my sleep. So I would highly recommend it to anyone who suffers with bad sleep or uh, anxiety. Make sure you use the recommended dosage, if you ha- especially if you haven't used it before. Use the code NEIL for 40% off, crushorganics.com. Uh, if you are in Sydney, I've got shows running every week, even through the holiday period. 23rd of December and the 30th of December, we will be doing shows. So we'd love to see you there. Pack it out. Have some holiday drinks. Uh, other than that, Eliza, how are you? Ah, oh, just so hot. It's I can't believe this weather. I hate it. But um, yeah, it's dying over here. How about you? Yeah, it is very hot here. It uh, changed very suddenly here on the uh, in Sydney. It was uh, it was raining for a good two three weeks. Yeah, it was yeah, not and we, summer weather, and then exactly. suddenly it's a what heat What happened wave. to La Nina? That's true. Well, she's still here, I guess. I'm supposed to have a storm hitting in like 50 minutes, so we'll see. Okay. (laughs) I hope if you lose me, that's why. The clouds around here look a bit ominous as well. (laughs) So, hmm, very uh, um, volatile weather at the moment. But I suppose that's the trend that's going to continue. So we better get used to it. True that. How, uh, how eco-friendly is your new house? Do you have solar panels or anything like that? Yeah, we do. We have solar panels um, and things like that, which is good. But I just like realizing, because we obviously bought this house and moved in in winter and it's mm. so hot in this house. I'm not a fan. Oh, we have no. air con, but it goes to like one, just the living room. So I haven't slept in a couple of nights because they're Oh, but... no. Do you have fans <laughs> or anything? First world problem. Yeah, yeah. But they're, they're not like, they're not amazing. Probably have to get some new. Last night I slept with a top fan on full and a fan facing me like a plug-in fan. So, <laughs> and, it was, a... and it was still hot. Yeah, it's just such a wuss. Anyway, <laughs> I shouldn't even. I just feel like, oh, what a fucking dickhead am I complaining about? I'm <laughs> so hot. <laughs> look, look, everyone's got the their worst problems. things have happened. <laughs> yeah. yeah how have so, you been? What's been happening for you this last week? It's been a lot more chill this week. Uh, yeah. The last couple of months were very busy and intense. I was doing uh, doing a lot of videos, doing some brand deals, doing um, shows. I'm still doing shows, but uh, had a big Melbourne show. And again, thank you to everyone who came to that. I know I said that on the last podcast, but a big thank you. It was one of the best shows of my life just because as well, I had friends with me and we're sort of creating a bit of a team collaborative effort. And it's uh, it's a lot more enjoyable, you know, coming home to a hotel with a few of your mates rather than performing to hundreds of people and then just going home by yourself. So yeah, I really enjoyed that. And we'd love to see you back at the next Melbourne show. We're gonna be doing them every month um, other than that, just doing Christmas shopping. I'm going to try and uh, stay in a work routine through the holiday period because the last couple of years I've, I've taken a week or two off and then it just it, I just takes me so long to recalibrate and get back into a good yeah. routine. So I'm just going to stick to my routine. And uh, I feel like the lockdown was a, almost like a big break for me anyway. So I'm still riding off the coattails of that. And... I, uh, other than that, everything is normal. Just um, 
just pumping out the videos, the podcasts, planning to write a book next year. I mentioned that on the <gasps> Neil and Jordan what? podcast. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. exciting. What on? Well, a lot of the things that we talk about on this podcast and a lot wow. of things we talk about on the uh, other podcast too and uh, give Amazing. it a little bit of a comedic twist, but it will generally focus on self-help and dating concepts, uh, especially tailored to younger men in this day and age with uh, internet dating and apps and ghosting, yeah. which is actually the topic of our podcast today. Uh, we're going to talk about ghosting and rejection and yeah that's a little teaser so that's the plan for me to write a book whether it actually eventuates we'll see that's amazing i'm sure it will every time you put a goal to something you always do it you're good like that well hopefully yeah assuming (laughs) nothing uh dramatic happens in the next couple of months well actually if there's another lockdown it'll probably give me more uh, time to do it exactly but uh by next december I want it to be out and ready to go for Christmas wow, next year. So that's that's, the, that's so a goal good. I've set for myself, and uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how we go. But good. ghosting, rejection—it's something we've all experienced. What are your initial thoughts about rejection, Eliza? How how many times have you been rejected or ghosted? Uh, I've never been ghosted. Okay, well we're going <laughs> so to when... get two perspectives here. <laughs> When my, my initial thought, when you said, what, like, what are your thoughts about ghosting? My first thought was men, like men's experience. I know women have been ghosted, but um, I do, I get messages from guys all the time saying, speak about ghosting on your podcast, like talk about ghosting. So mm. it's such a prevalent um, issue or concern or something just pisses people off um, really badly. And even this morning I saw, I was scrolling on TikTok, uh, not on TikTok, on Instagram and this guy, you know, he's a photographer and he was doing this huge rant about, he does like um, nude photography of models, but in a non-sleazy way, like he's genuinely a nice, really lovely person. He does it with his mm-hmm. girlfriend. And um, he was like, I'm traveling around Australia, hit me up, like we'll go to every city, um, do some photography. And then anyway, today he like made this rant about how it's his business it's his life and every single person like at least half the time just ghosts him he said at least just tell me that you're not coming or you don't want my business anymore because it takes me you know hours to set everything up and arrange for this and for you to just completely not even respond and then he made another one later saying he was like i'm overwhelmed with responses from other photographers and people in businesses that say that all of a sudden in the last couple of years everyone just ghosts rather than saying sorry mate not doing this or anything like that wow well there you go there's a there's some professional ghosting going on as well yeah so if anyone doesn't know what ghosting is it is basically when someone has been communicative and has been conversing with you and then out of the blue for no apparent reason they just stop and you've been ghosted so it's as though they're a ghost so there's no reason they don't they don't say why they're going to stop talking to you they just stop replying to your messages and i've definitely been on the receiving end of a lot of uh, ghosts and it's not fun it's very frustrating mm-hmm. uh it hurts the self-esteem makes you feel disrespected it makes you it makes you angry you know why why can't you at least just give me the courtes- the courtesy to tell me why you may not be interested or why you don't want to go through with the the date or continue seeing me or whatever it may be so uh, it's very frustrating from the male perspective i do i think i agree with your perception there because 
uh, a couple of women closer to my age will confide in me and say, okay, I, I, I got ghosted when I was 25 and it's so frustrating. I've never, I've never experienced this before. I'm like, well, okay, you, you got ghosted for the first time when you were 25. <laughs> Welcome to our world. Uh, <laughs> this happens club. from when we're 15, nonstop. Yeah. So for yeah. most men, I'm sure there's some, uh, what are they called? Top 1% alphas out there that never get ghosted, <laughs> but for the average men. At the same time, a lot of men are probably putting out a lot more messages. So the rate of response yeah. will just inevitably be point. lower. Yeah. But... Uh, one situation comes to mind personally for me, which was a couple of years ago. I went on three dates with a, with a girl. It was going really, really well, at least from my perspective. <laughs> and uh, we hadn't we hadn't slept together. Um, but then suddenly, nothing. Just not a message. It, dro- it drove me insane because the dates were so good, and she was saying things like she was really enjoying the company and everything and i think even after that third date we had texted a few times and then i tried to organize a fourth date nothing and i tried contacting mm. her on other social media accounts um also non-responsive and then i started to feel like a creep because i just wanted an answer i just i just i, yeah. I, I kept saying all right maybe maybe i'll give it a, another few days and i'll text her again i did that Aww. nothing oh maybe i'll give it a week and i'll text her again I'll do so that. she nothing didn't even it. respond after you messaged her that's even worse that's like no. top tier if you've met a... the person mm. and someone's reached out to you to say hey or even twice that's like the worst of the worst i don't think anyone should ghost if you've met them ever I agree. unless your safety's at risk i agree i think uh especially after multiple dates i think yeah. there's no excuse to ghost uh i know it can be uncomfortable to reject someone but uh grow up and do it you gotta hurt some people's feelings sometimes and i i i know from uh from what i think you've mentioned in other podcasts is that sometimes uh women are bombarded with very angry messages if they do reject a man and that turns women off politely rejecting other men in future so on both ends of this uh issue uh, people should mm. give people the courtesy to to say, hey, look, I, I just don't want to see you anymore. And, and then other people, and maybe, I think maybe one or two messages, are you sure we had such a good time? That really hurts. You can say something like that, but then don't, maybe two messages like that, anything more, then, mm. then give it up. Then yeah. you know, take the L, uh, <laughs> regroup, um, <laughs> figure out a new strategy. Uh, yeah, next and, one. Yeah, move on to the next one. It, it hurts though it's, it's just so disrespectful and mm. obviously it's been exacerbated by social media uh, back in the days of uh, landlines if you were calling someone especially if they lived at home or if they lived with housemates probably a lot harder to avoid them yeah. unless the, the mother or the father or the, or the sibling said look she doesn't want to see you anymore so or let <laughs> people so did true. get ghosted from letters um, that's even before phones I'm sure there were a lot of love mm. letters sent that received no mm. response and, and in those days you you would have thought well maybe this person's dead because that would have yeah. been a very real possibility <laughs> yeah. so i don't know if ghosting is a, is a is a uniquely uh, modern phenomenon but i do uh, i do get, get the sense that it is it heightened in this day and age not that i really dated in other is. times throughout <laughs> history but just judging from stories i i, I can assume mm. 
Um, it definitely is heightened, I think, because I think that one of the biggest reasons why it's so prevalent in this day and age or in modern times and modern dating mm. is for a couple of reasons. And the most prominent being the fact that if you, when you're online dating in particular, or you're swiping and you're on the apps, chances are you don't actually know this person in person. You don't know their friends. You don't know mm. their family or whatever. So there's no social consequence That's or or tribal consequence to you saying, no, I'm not going to speak to you anymore or, or sorry, I'm not feeling it or anything like that. So people can say, well, what's, what's the you know, easier option to explain to them and then them say, why this? And then they have to keep explaining it or to then just, you know, leave it be and leave them in silence and in the dark. Obviously, one is better than the other, but one is definitely also easier. So I think that's why it's so um, common because they're like, well, what's, what's, no one's going to know. Like, there's going to be zero consequences for me about this. And I think that you raised another really good point about um, don't, you know, send two messages and then leave it at that. Because I know, like, I have certainly rejected people or said I'm not feeling it and, and probably like I'd say 70, three quarters of the time when I say like, hey, like it was really nice to meet you. I think you're a really lovely person. Um, I'm just not feeling it. So I don't think I want to pursue this like romantically or whatever. Um, anyway, good luck going forward or something like that. And every single time, or three out of four times, they respond being like, but why? And I thought you you had a good time and you were laughing and you said this and so why did you change your mind? And it's kind of like, I already offered you that explanation. Like I didn't just say not feeling it by. I just said like, we're not romantically connecting. So I think if someone rejects you, you don't have to seek further closure around it unless you're in a legitimate relationship with this person it really turns people off wanting to communicate to you or, or, and I think that that is definitely an experience that is common to, um, to men, uh, sorry, to women. And I know my, my Mm. mate was, um, rejecting a guy she'd gone on a few dates with just last week. And she was so nervous to do it. She was so stressed, um, cause he was a really nice guy and she'd only gone on a few dates and then didn't really know him. Mm. And we were all like stressing about it saying, this is what you should say, say this, whatever. Anyway, she just messaged him and then he was like, oh, okay, thanks. Like I understand. And we were all just floored that he had actually just accepted that and left it. And I think the fact that so many of us are shocked that a man just took that and said, oh, okay, well, thanks for telling me. Imagine if was... she was then like, oh, wow, that shows a lot of emotional intelligence. Yeah. I changed That's my mind. That's what I was responding. I was like, oh, he's really nice. Like, isn't he so sweet? Go back to him. But uh, yeah, and it didn't happen. So it's tough uh, yeah. because there's a friend of mine is going through a similar sort of situation, but from the receiving end. And... And he's he's a male. Um, for whatever reason, when you feel rejected, hard done by, or, or rejected romantically from a female that you've put effort into pursuing, nothing hurts your self esteem more than that. And I yeah. don't know why it is. And I'll admit it. You can you can have a very irrational response to it. I have uh, in my youth, although mm. like we always say, we're still in our youth. I'm not saying that. <laughs> But something, especially on a one on a night out, if you're there was one time where I was um, into this girl and we had even we'd, we'd been dancing and uh, 
drinking and flirting the whole night and another guy just well look he's he's uh, he swooped in and he got her and i wasn't angry at her i wasn't even angry at him but i was just, just angry, angry. I was yeah. so angry, and I couldn't. I, I look back at that now, and I thought, "Wow, I was really furious." And that's obviously something to do with me, but it's a very unique experience that a lot of men will have. Mm-hmm. Rejection mm-hmm. brings out this ire in men, and, and and you see that with the school shooters. That's the that's the one end of the spectrum. Mm. And an analysis this uh, of this, I always have to say this. I'm sure most of the listeners now would know this, but an, an analysis of this is not a justification at all but i would like to try and psychologically unpack why uh, people have such a such a visceral mm-hmm. irate response to rejection um I, I i wonder whether it's again there's always the question whether it's cultural or whether it's biological but i think across cultures this is you see this in literature you see this in many stories the the man who's rejected is he either uses that and and says oh i'm gonna make her regret that or he uh just takes it out on the the guy she did choose or even on her and it's not nice it's horrible for for Mm. for everyone involved um i wonder why that is i i i can't help but feel that there is a, a very sort of deep unconscious acceptance that oh you know your genes aren't worthy to be passed on mm, and maybe yeah. that that those feelings are bubbling up and coming up to the to the conscious mind it's purely just me speculating there but at the same time there there is this cultural idea that uh if not if you're the nice guy but if you've put in the most effort you deserve a partner and that's mm. just not true when people have agency to choose who they want to date and who they want to sleep with simply putting in effort doesn't mean you're the best candidate it's sad and it goes against what we were probably brought up to believe but it's also true and definitely and as a result what's happening it's it's almost like a collective self-fulfilling prophecy where people have been ghosted and rejected so much now with online dating they put Mm -hmm. up walls they're more likely to be flaky they're more likely to be non-committal because they don't want to risk the the pain of being rejected again and as a result, that just makes the other person want to ghost them and, and yes, respond with yeah. flakiness and respond with uh, non-committal messages. And so it's, it's just a, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy which just makes itself worse by uh, the behaviors that come about as a result of the initial phenomenon. And it's mm-hmm. a mess. Everyone I talk to who's, who's single now, uh, not that I've been in a relationship for that long but it it now does feel like okay that's a bit of a foreign world to me now Mm. they hate it no one has a good uh opinion about it i know this is a recurring theme in in the podcast but uh you know we live in one of the most sexually liberated societies ever we live in one of the wealthiest societies ever now i know for young people today it's not it's not that easy to 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 things like home ownership and and whatnot but we we live in a society where so many of our basic needs are met yet we're miserable and we hate the dating culture yet it's the most liberated and free it's ever been i I don't know a single person who's single and and has a positive outlook on the current dating landscape everyone hates Mm. it but men men and women women say that everyone 
uh, there's so many men that just want to fuck and and they don't want to commit and i was talking to a after the melbourne show actually i was talking to a uh, a lesbian and she was saying every lesbian in melbourne uh no one wants monogamy <laughs> everyone wants to do yeah. an open relationship or polyamory and, wow. and she wanted monogamy and wow. so she was frustrated uh my mm -hmm. friends who are single are frustrated i know when i was single it was it was frustrating i tried to sort of change my mentality about it and 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 think about myself in a different context mm. and not and try as best as i can to ameliorate the effects of my self-esteem being directly correlated to whether or not i'm getting success in the in the dating market and that and that helped a lot but it's a nightmare <laughs> so um first of all what what do you think about because uh, i'm sure that's very probably very scary for women as well to know that men just get this and, and i'm not maybe i'm not saying all men but i know that i definitely mm. have had that rage yeah. i've never acted on it <laughs> thank god yeah but uh i would be lying if i i uh, said so i didn't feel just this just sheer hatred and and not but yeah. it, but it's not towards the yeah. the person who rejected me nor is it necessarily towards the person she chose it's just this mm. broad hatred that i have towards the world and mm. i want to i'll be interested to to know what you think about something like that well, I do think that a little bit of it is actually kind of, you know, our, our biology and that we are destined to mate and find partners and procreate, etc. And so when you find a potential mate or partner and that person shuts you down, it's kind of like a visceral you know primitive i'm not fulfilling my life's purpose or the purpose yeah. of being human so it could go that that far back you know who knows um but i think that also it's important to recognize that men and women process emotion differently so while you may feel more likely feel anger i would more likely feel sadness um and and maybe would feel that to the same level but um just a different emotion so men are more comfortable feeling anger and it comes to them more you know more easily with testosterone and things like that as well um so i think that's why it's quite common it's also a, you know an instant and immediate threat to your ego which never feels good and i think also that there's going to be ties to to something in your past or in your sense of self or um yeah idea of self or beliefs about self like for example your example of seeing um kind of a guy swoop this girl that you were courting or flirting with right from under your nose <laughs> that may have subconsciously triggered um you know a part of you where maybe in your childhood or in your teen years you hadn't felt good enough or that you felt like you were second option or that other people were more attractive than you um and that kind of brings those feelings back so it's it can you never know the reason for it, or maybe you do and you can understand it i know if i got rejected by someone i don't mind that at all well i actually i assume i don't mind that at all because i would be thinking well shit i'm not gonna waste my time with someone that doesn't want me see ya like i would i always feel like i wouldn't you know fight for something if someone was losing you know losing love or things like that or had lost love um forever um but i do know if someone had said to me for example you're 
I don't find you to be an empathetic person or I actually don't think like you're that nice or something like that or I think you're selfish then I'd be fucking mad like then I'll be kicking off or really sad or something like that so I think it just depends on what the situation is and and what what is it that is upsetting you about it but I definitely think that men in particular have a more frustrated reaction to the situation because they experience it frequently and guys say that all the time and it's always kind of a gamble and you mentioned something really good about this um, self-fulfilling prophecy because you wouldn't believe how many guys back in my dating days would say to me I'll just wait for you to ghost me or I'll just wait for you to lose interest and it was such a turn off that half the time I actually did did ghost them or not ghost but reject or just be like ugh like instant ick and kind of die down the conversation because I was just like that's like I don't want someone that is so full of self-pity and uh, it kind of gave me incel vibes like so many guys would say that so if you say that just don't you can say that a nice thing in a different way being like wow I feel so lucky you're fucking gorgeous that's fine but just to say I'll just I'll wait for you to reject me sounds angry um and aggressive and it kind of sounds like you hate women so (laughs) people are probably going to reject you more if you do that um but i was i was watching um love on the spectrum this this morning and there's a woman um who obviously has autism and she went on a date with a man that has autism and she um called him three weeks later after their date so he had kind of given her the space you could tell he was really into her he'd given her the space and waited for her to reach out and she actually called him and actually she facetimed him and this is a woman with severely you know social anxiety and she has autism and she's called him to say I'm, I had the most amazing time with you. I think you are such a beautiful person. Like, you're really great. I had so much fun on our date. It was the best experience ever. I'm just not attracted to you in that way. Like, I would really like to be friends with you. Like, can we hang out as friends or you know, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, yeah, yeah, let's hang out as friends. And then I thought, like, you know, because mm. I knew this, obviously we're doing this podcast. Like, God, if only it could be like that from both ends if only women would reach out more and and explain themselves and if only men would respond that way as well <laughs> yeah that's the ideal world but uh, yeah. look people if they're being persistently rejected it's it's very hard it's very hard for us who look it sounds like we've actually been reasonably successful but healthy partners now yeah to just say uh oh don't don't act with that self-pity i mean i i totally agree if, if you're going to say something like that that's just going to obviously going to be an instant turn off but i can't imagine i can only imagine the amount of rejections and ghosting someone would have had to have experienced to to say something like that which is sort of this almost this last hurrah and mm-hmm. resigned to the fact that they're not attractive and not appealing and maybe the girl made a mistake by swiping and i, I remember my ex-girlfriend once just uh was on well she was on tinder because it was an open thing and then she said she just tried swiping right to everyone and then a lot of guys would say that sort of thing like oh it must it must have been a mistake that you swiped on me oh how did i this surely isn't is a is wrong or something there's a glitch in the app and that's not cute that's not endearing yeah that's 
that's immediately the the what the non-verbal communication that you're expressing there is i'm i'm i don't see myself as worthy of taking you out on a date mm. and that's not that's, that wouldn't be attractive to anyone if if a, if a girl said that to me I, I don't think i'd be particularly attracted to that either mm. girls don't say that sort of stuff definitely they so, wouldn't say that yeah, yeah. uh and girls don't yeah. say that because they know a guy would lose interest so fast if they said, you're hotter than me and you're so out of my league. And then he'd be like, shit, you're right. Like, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't actually pursue this or something. That's their belief. Um, yeah. so. I mean, a guy will probably still want to want to meet up. He didn't know, include I it. Guy, yeah, I don't think, I'm sure there'd still be some sort of incentive there for, for him. But yeah. Uh, um, something you touched on that I wanted to delve deeper into, but I've forgotten now. So you were talking about, well, actually, if you want to hear that full story before I forget, um, mm. this is so, this is just, this is brutal. So this was in Edinburgh and I was 22, I think, and was, uh, had met these two girls that, that had gone to Frenchie's show. And one of them had basically paired off with Frenchie, but you know as you know they're a group of girls they're not going to leave each other so this other one i was as you say courting and it was the uk so probably an appropriate term and uh it was going really well we were dancing with each other and and quite intimately too mm. uh buying each other drinks and it, it, we went to like three four bars and oh. yeah it got to the point where no this other guy just came in out pretty much out of nowhere i mean he had been in the group um but uh i didn't really know him he was friends of another comedian and yeah he um won her heart for that night but this is the worst this is the worst part listen to this um so french was gonna uh hook up with this other girl and um i the other girl didn't want to leave her friend and so i was room rooming with frenchie in this apartment and so the two bedrooms, obviously Frenchie had one, I had the other. And then this other guy had basically paired off with this girl. And she's saying, I don't want to leave my friend. So I've either got to cock block Frenchie or let these other two hook up in my bedroom for the night. And so I didn't, I didn't want to cock block him. So I was like, all right, just make sure they stay on the couch. And um, they, yeah, so they went back to my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> after I've already been rejected and oh. um, I stayed in his place that night because he was friends I knew his friend and so I was there and I, was, I, did, I barely slept I was so mad and uh, then this is even worse I'm walking hungover the next morning down this main street in Edinburgh back towards my apartment and they're there coming back the other way and so I have to awkwardly, like, it's the most awkward greeting I've ever done in my life. I'm so hungover. Oh. They are too. You could see that they were super awkward as well. Oh. And um, yeah, just. Um, that is brutal. Was uh, in a pretty uh, self pitying state for the next couple of days, I think. Yeah, no wonder you were <laughs> so, so angry. So, yeah, I, was so, I had to choose between either cog blogging oh. my friends. Or uh, laying these two, they didn't. Well, from from what I've been told, they they weren't in my. No, and then like I, I, my room was exactly how I left it, so they definitely didn't go in there. Which that would have been. I would have. That would have been. Frenchie. Yeah. Well. Well. Look. Um. 
I'm for the boys, so you know, <laughs> I'll take that rage so that my mate can get laid. But that was oh a God. very brutal story. Um, and then the guy the other day, then like a day or two later, he came up to me. He's like, "Yeah, sorry about that one, mate." <laughs> I was not allowed to under his accent, but like, <laughs> and I'm like, I said, "You know, don't be sorry. I would have done the same." But uh, I love that he said sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he bought me a drink, and I'm like, "This makes it worse. This makes it worse, man. Uh, You're pitying me now." Yeah, and they stayed together. I don't, I think they might be still together. This was like six years ago now. I think Aww. they might be still together. But uh, oh, okay. Well, it's so, true love then. Yeah, that's that's I'll be the, mad at love. the full story there. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and then there's that's been so, so many funny. others where yeah, you just feel like uh, look, a lot of men definitely have a an incorrect perception of whether a girl is interested in them romantically, and. Uh, what can happen then is men can feel like they've been led on and that makes them yeah. kind of angry. But I, this goes both ways as well. Um, oh, this is what I was going to talk about. So I was talking to another friend who had a friend, and this guy's 20, 21, so he's pretty young. And his friend was really down in the dumps because he had been ghosted, a girl he had been talking to uh, for quite a while. I don't know how long exactly, but, but quite a considerable amount of time. Just out of nowhere, stop talking to him, stop messaging him. Oh. And me and Daniel were, were just like, uh, wait, what? You were only talking to one girl? And then it sort of hit me like, what happens as, a, I think, a defense mechanism and, and just because the, the dating environment is the way it is, when you're in that, you know, quote unquote, talking phase, you just talk to multiple as a way not to yeah. be a fuckboy, just as a way to actually protect your heart because yeah. if you get too attached to one and think oh this girl's so we've all had a situation i'm sure every man listening to this has had a situation where you're like, oh this girl's so good we have such great banter online and maybe we've already gone for drinks once and then you end up being disappointed so the way to um fight against that or to prevent that is to have multiple people that you're talking to and then rightfully women say well all the guys here are non-committal and they're all fuck boys and they're talking to multiple people mm. and well, you know, that's a d- bit of a defense mechanism. Yes, look, in, in a perfect world, we shouldn't be doing either. But I, I definitely did that because it was. Yeah. It, was a, it was a way to just sort of protect yourself against rejection because if you're rejected by one of the five girls that you're talking to, it's not that bad. But if you're yeah. rejected to the one that you thought was really special, that hurts a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, I'm not, I'm not trying to say this is what you should do if you are listening and, and you're struggling with this, but does work but in an ideal world no we shouldn't be doing that so i guess let's try and talk about some solutions here um what what can we can we all be the change we want to see in the world can we all just (laughs) regardless of what's happened to us do we try and be the best version of ourselves in 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 a dating world and and look we've got to come back to professional ghosting as well but it's it's easier Mm. said than done again Mm. i remember back you know when when i was in, in that sort of phase and it, it's it's a lot easier said than done to 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 be as communicative as, as you want to be and and you know live live out this ideal <laughs> dating persona um yeah. so first of all how do we best deal with ghosting and rejection and what can we all do collectively to try and um uh lessen it well I kind of have, I don't know, 
I think it depends on if you've met the person or not, because we all know in particular with dating and dating apps that if you're a woman, you're way more likely to have more matches and more engagement than you are with a guy. So as a, you know, your typical everyday guy might swipe on 50 times and get like 10 matches. Actually, they'd probably hear that and be like, no fucking way. Five, maybe. Whatever. I mean, yeah. Three out of 50. If you get five. Yeah. Whereas a woman, if you swipe 50 times, you get at least 40, if not all 50. Does that happen to all women, though? (laughs) Honestly, it does. Because guys, I feel like so many guys just just go swipe, 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 swipe. What what, what can I get? Who will swipe back? Whereas I would go through like all their profiles. I'd be like, oh, what's this? Okay, well, our stalker's Instagram. Like, (laughs) I fully went investigating. Okay, fine. I'll, I'll swipe. So I think like... We need to realize that if you spend the same amount of time swiping, it's likely that I'm going to come out with a lot more matches than a guy, for example. Not because I'm more attractive or better or whatever. It's just purely because I'm a woman and there's also more men on the app. Um, So when you're talking to that many people at the same time, like you said before, you haven't met them, you're talking to maybe even all of them. Like sometimes I'd be having conversations with like 20 people. (laughs) <laughs> Didn't mm. know who was who. Um, yeah, that that was at a bad point in my life, though. So sorry. Uh, but you know, it's when do you when do you have to have that conversation to say I'm not feeling this, I'm not vibing. Is it before you meet them? Is it afterwards? Is it only if they've you know arranged a date or whatever? Because I actually don't think like to think of having to reject every single person that I had sent maybe a few messages to. Yeah. Um, nothing was ever organized. We didn't, you know, hadn't met yet. To have to go through and reject, you know, like 50 out of 60 guys or whatever is so tedious and so exhausting to me, especially because, like I said, most of them are going to come back and be like, well, why? Like, then why did you swipe on me? Then why did you start talking to me? Because they do. Um, mm. So yeah. that's... That's tough. And I've spoken before about, you know, a couple of times when I have rejected people um, trying to be really nice and well, fine. trying You're to... a bitch anyway. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Of... It's, it's always defense. that. Yeah. Or like one time I rejected that guy and he, um, I hadn't even met him and we'd sent probably four messages back and forth. And he was like, are you a ghost? Like, why are you not replying? And then I didn't respond again. Sorry, I know I ghosted someone. And then then he sent another message. So I was like, okay, I'll reply. And I say, hey, sorry, look, I don't think we're compatible. Um, I'm not interested in seeing you. Really sorry. Anyway, good luck. And then he was like, well, why do you think we're not compatible? You haven't even met me. And I was like, what do I I say to that? Can I I jump in really, just really quickly there? I guess... As you say, uh, a lot of men don't get a a lot of attention on these dating apps. So when they finally do get a match, it excites them. They're they're really happy. Mm -hmm. And and to to hear, oh, I I don't think we're compatible. They want to latch onto that and say, and and try everything they can to, to keep that there because they because they get otherwise don't get that they, they're swiping through so many and not getting anything so i know it's 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 mm. it's not nice if especially if they're sending mean messages but I'm, it really does come from a place of well you could call it desperation but it's just this he, you know he's finally got wow he's finally matched with this beautiful girl and oh no she's 
no, I really wanted this to work out. Please, look, are you sure we're not compatible? Like, can't we at least meet up? I can change your mind. That kind of thing comes from that sort of a place and not... I, I think it's it's not fair to sort of describe... I'm not saying you're doing this at all, but I, I, I know some people will describe it as like a male entitlement and things like that. And, and, and I think a lot of it really comes from a place of this guy is just... Well, yeah, he's, he really wants companionship and he really wants a partner and, and to, to have that hope, you know, to have that carrot dangled there and then to have it taken away, he's just going to desperately try and keep going for it. So um, there's multiple ways to interpret the behaviour. And again, I'm not, I'm not, you've been, you know, it sounds like you have a very um, compassionate view from, from the male side and the female side on this. So, um I just want to. I just want to say that because I think that there yeah. are still a lot of people that will that will say, "Oh, these, you know, the men that think they're just entitled." And yeah. look, there definitely are those men out there. Uh, mm. But I know when I've acted that way, and look, I regret it now. But when I've sort of sent persistent messages after someone has kind of said no, it's because I just really liked that person and I really wanted them. But um, you got to, as you get older, you got to find that balance of respecting their decision. Um, yeah, and I think that you can tell with someone's tone. I've actually gone on dates with people after saying no to them mm-hmm. because they convinced me otherwise. And because it was done nicely. Okay. Um, so one of my boyfriends, in fact, I'd said, oh, no, nah, I'm not really feeling it. And then um, he was like, oh, please. Like, I really thought you were so funny and you're really pretty. And then I got flattered and I was like, oh, okay, I'll meet with him. And we dated for two years. But there you go. unfortunately, a lot of the time it is aggressive and you can feel yeah. that aggression or sense that aggression. And this guy I was talking about before where I'd sent three messages and then said, and he kept, he kept being like, well, why aren't we compatible? You haven't even met me or whatever and then I was like do I tell him do I just say I'm not attracted to him so I did and he was like are you fucking kidding me look at me like I've got a six pack blah 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 and this is the guy that went then went onto my Instagram and then screenshotted all my ex-boyfriends from over the years and being like are you telling me you were attracted to them but not me and then I blocked him and then he started messaging me on Facebook (laughs) <laughs> and saying no wow. fuck you like talk to me blah 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 and then I blocked him on there and then he made five fake Instagram accounts and sent me dick pics from all of them and videos of him having sex with girls in baths and things like that being like look at you missing off out on this giant cock and all that shit and I literally just said mate you're not selling it to me like your pathetic attempt at <laughs> revenge or whatever the hell this Jesus. is is so okay. sad <laughs> Yeah. That's, so that's that was bad. when I was like, well, fuck this. I tried like, and um, I think that's why often sometimes I do actually think that maybe people more frequently than we think say, oh, I'm not feeling it, but they're less likely to explain why, even though I still of think course. ghosting is huge, huge, huge. It's very but, hard to say. Yeah. You're not, yeah. I'm not attracted to you. Yeah, like I just wouldn't say. say that to anyone. I couldn't. I just would feel really like shit. And I do get it because... Like, it's actually a fair response. If I said, I'm not, I don't find you attractive, it makes sense to think, then why didn't they swipe on me? Um, mm. So, yeah. Yeah, that's that's terrible. That guy's uh, clearly 
One of many, Neil. <laughs> One of many. What that have many that have created five fake accounts and sent you. No, but pics. have responded with threats of violence or um, stalking and things like that. So, or just saying like "fuck you," you're so ugly anyway. Look at this and like. You know, you've got huge traps, one guy told me. <laughs> He's That's like, the traps are so you've fucking You've been working big. out. That's a compliment. It's hideous. <laughs> I was like, I don't. I just have a tense neck. <laughs> I love that. Okay. If there's any way to get me in bed, if any, that, if you say that to me. Oh. <laughs> that one's just funny. Uh, but, uh, well, that, yeah, look. He actually said sorry a, to look, me later. It's a very different experience for the average yeah. man on online dating compared to the average woman and uh we're not in a good it's not a good environment is it uh people uh, really it makes sense your uh, self-esteem and your ego is tied into whether or not you're sexually attractive because that determines whether or mm. not your genes are going to be passed on mm. and as a result there's a lot of pain and, and anger and avoidance and rejection that that comes with the territory and I can't help but feel with in um, alleviating a lot of the problems that existed with dating and marriage historically we've got a, this whole range of new problems and mm. no one know, I mean look I, I wish I, we could do a podcast where hey this is the perfect way to avoid ghosting and to deal with it but there it's it's almost I would just say look you're gonna ha have to experience it this is this is like if uh, for, for the men on who are single you're gonna have to cop it you're gonna have to deal with it it's not nice do not respond in the way that eliza has described many men have responded <laughs> to her do not do that i think like i said maybe two follow-up questions yeah one a few Max. days later one a week later yeah. um that's it and then move on and y y it's just the way it is and it is really really tough especially it is look i don't think you can put too much uh, you can uh, if someone has just been conversing with you on an app and then decides to ghost you that can still definitely hurt but I think that's very different to someone who's gone on especially multiple dates with you yeah through, over two and then they ghost you that's just cruel I don't yeah, like that even one I think that if you have met someone obviously you've said I'm interested in pursuing this whether it's just sexual or relational you should explain to them why or just at least say i'm not i'm not keen or i don't want this um even if you don't give a reason at least let them know so that they can process and move on because you don't want someone to just be like is this person okay like what happened did i say something did i do something a lot of people exactly. are overthinkers yeah, and, and will oh, think yeah. like that yeah especially Absolutely. men and i think it's also important to realize when i was talking about you know guys having crazy responses blah 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 is that women also very often have crazy or psycho responses to guys for silly things as well uh it may not be about rejection but it definitely happens and mm. probably an equal amount of time no, for another that. topic yeah but i think the difference is is that it can be looked at more humorous humorously when a woman does it because you you are more likely to not feel as though your safety is at risk. Do you want to... Whereas women take it very seriously when a man is threatening them or like saying things like that because they think it's it's legitimate. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so gonna, women are just as crazy. <laughs> yeah. I got a story. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Tinder match. Uh, never met the person. Never uh, even asked to go on a date or anything like that. 
we talked a little bit when we matched and this was back in the days when Tinder would notify people when you change your profile picture and I changed my profile picture a couple of days later oh, or something yeah. or like a week later and then she's like oh time to change your profile picture but not chat to me or something oh. I'm like are you kidding me like what <laughs> what I'll chat to you when I want to chat to you <laughs> I don't know if I said that but uh, I should have just I really should have just blo- you can't keep your mouth unmatched shut Neil, can you? I kn- no I know I, I should have just unmatched her and yeah. left it but then I was like do you know how Tinder works I was trying to just like <laughs> ask these questions and she then starts accusing me of oh you think you're so good because you're famous too good to talk to you know the people that you matched and all this sort of stuff and the then commoners. I act- I got mad I should know I too too reactive at this I gotta get this. especially <laughs> doing these podcasts although this was two years ago um, and so I start go- saying things like who do you, like who's got the ego here like you think after I, I've matched you you I owe you something yeah what are you talking about here and then it just went on and on and on it went way too long and it was like midnight and we we're still arguing but then it started getting really dark like she was saying you know you've made me suicidal I'm gonna <gasps> self-harm because of you and then I'm gonna expose what? you and like get you cancelled and all this shit and then I was like I screenshotted everything. I've still got the screenshots yeah. just on the off chance. And yeah. um, she's she's just saying all this sort of ab- wow. pretty abusive stuff um, and sort of bla- and saying that I've basically made her suicidal for like oh basically just strongly just arguing with her. I didn't, she called me wow. a cunt. She called me all sorts of things. I, ne- I never said anything. I didn't even call her a bitch. I just was, I was yeah. like... I think I said some, you know, I had some strong words, but there were never any slurs, nothing like personal. And then she, I blocked one of her accounts. She did this. She started messaging me from another Instagram account as well. All this, I'm going to expose you. I'm going to expose you, all this stuff. Like, what does she think is going to happen despite, this is like, what is the purpose? This is what I don't understand. Well, the sca- one say- thing for men with a like profile, that is kind of a like a thing where I'm like, oh shit! If she came out yeah, and said all this, it's like, a risk. It's then a big risk. I'd be fucked. Yeah. <laughs> but I've got all those screenshots, yeah. so you know. Wow. <laughs> see. But that was that's the only real experience I've had of a like a girl taking. What did you say after badly. she said all that? Did you keep fighting with her or did you just like... Yeah, because I was just trying to argue with her saying like, what do you expect? It's online dating and Tinder. Are you, do yeah. you seriously getting mad at me because I didn't message you for having matched you Imagine for a week or something? Imagine how many guys she's just kicked off at on Tinder. <laughs> exactly. Because she'd be so used to... Cause I'm, yeah. Because she was quite... I think she was like 19 or something. Okay, so yeah. you can judge me for that. I was 25, she was 19, whatever. But like nothing illegal. <laughs> And then she... Uh, okay, you can judge me. That's we the will. one... I know, I've looked behind, at this situation. I'm like, what's the one thing I could be judged for? All right, that. Yeah. But yeah. Um, even then, I personally don't think for like a hookup, yeah, yeah, but whatever. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. uh, sh- I'm guessing she probably just has like a plethora of men constantly messed. She was very, very attractive. And right. so she probably isn't used to that. <laughs> so then yeah. suddenly it makes her... Man, and I've also heard uh, Eliza Schelzinger, the comedian, has talked about, uh, I should stop using comedians as sources for my information, but they do drop some truth bombs, I must say. And she was saying how when a woman gets rejected, they're not used to it, so they just can't handle it, and they go go psycho. 
and yeah not just, it sounds like men go psycho as well too and, and yeah we but um she had a really good joke about that i can't remember what special it was but one of her reasons i really like her i i think she's really really funny but um that's the one uh that's the only example that i can think of where uh, uh, you know i've had a sort of very bad response to it yeah a woman rejecting me um that's insane but yeah uh there's a lot of sort of mixed messages that go on with online dating now where some people never intended to pursue someone monogamously and and seriously and then but it's sort of assumed by another party that that it is serious and and monogamous and then and then you know a couple of dates in they realize they're talking to other people and still having fun and and that can really hurt people and make them feel like they've been hard done by and and but at the same time you can't really start a conversation online saying hey this is what i'm looking for yeah are you also looking for the uh, you can i think that's a turn off though so i don't i don't know oh yeah yeah it's hard it's a really hard thing to balance and i know my friend um she's dating and she's really attractive so she gets away with it a little bit more because she's very beautiful but she does like straight off the bat say like please um don't don't like say these like sexual things to me because I'm looking for like a relationship. I'm looking for something serious. And I can't like, she put it in the group chat and she was like, is it bad? Like, I'm really like losing interest in this guy, blah, blah, blah. Cause he was saying like flirty, cheeky things about her and stuff. And she was like, he's not taking it seriously, blah, blah, blah. And we were like, girl, he's trying to develop a flirtatious connection so he's not friend-zoned. So it's like this poor guy has to go from trying not to get friend-zoned to then trying not to get rejected to like <laughs> trying to balance this. Yeah. I want to pursue you romantically, but I also haven't met you. So like I can't just be like, yeah, I'll wife you. And it was just like so many hoops for this person to run through um but it's really hard i i totally agree with that and i also think what you said as well about just like messaging on on social media is always um a tricky thing and even at at the beginning you had said something about like behaviors can be perceived as flirtatious or or interest that actually isn't there um so i i I always respond to people on my Instagram that message me that aren't like sleazy. If they're like, where's this or what's that or whatever, I always reply. I end up in conversations with people for hours sometimes that I don't know. Um, And I never think of it as flirtatious, but I'll laugh along with people or whatever. Um, But there has definitely been times where someone a week later has been like, so when's that drink? And I've been like, oh man probably never um i have a boyfriend (laughs) and they're like what the fuck like are you serious but um like i know i have a couple of um guys there's like two guys that i that message me from this podcast and i talk to them all the time like quite regularly to the fact that my my boyfriend knows their names <laughs> because wow. but it obviously they know through this podcast <laughs> that i have boy, a boyfriend yeah. um and but we always chit chat here and there uh so it's really funny but i do understand how certain things can be perceived as flirtatious but then do you ask someone are they am, are you interested in me or is this you know are we pursuing something or are you just being nice mm. um and that that is honestly something i have struggled with probably 
my entire adulthood is being misconstrued for being flirty with someone and my friends always say Eliza you just really flirty in nature you flirt with our you know 84 year old woman lecturer at uni you just flirt with everyone it's just you blah 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 but I always think I don't I genuinely don't think I'm a flirty person I just think I'm nice and I give everyone the time of day like always I'll talk to anyone if they make a conversation with me I'll just be like yeah okay you can come join me for lunch like (laughs) come let's have a coffee and continue this and then I can understand well that gets confused but then on the times where I've, you know, struck up a conversation with, say, a guy and then been like, oh, by the way, I have a boyfriend. They're like, okay, <laughs> cool. Like, wasn't even, like, trying to do that. Oh, and then so it then just gets weird. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So, I don't um, know. I so now I just casually of... drop them in conversation every, without saying, like, I have a boyfriend. But I'll be like, oh, yeah, me and Adrian are doing this this weekend or whatever. Yeah, I think that's a... There has to be sort of indirect ways that you can ask these sorts of questions. And I think even as a guy, if you think a girl is flirting with you, look, she may not be flirting with you and you have to try and figure yeah. out cues because it's it, sometimes it works to be direct and just say, hey, look, I've, I've had a really fun time chatting to you. Uh, do you. Do you have a boyfriend? And sometimes that can mm-hmm. actually be a turn on because it's so direct and confident. But yeah. other times... Uh, you kind of do have to, especially depending on the environment. Maybe if it's a professional environment or something, you can't. Oh yeah. You maybe have to be, be a bit coy. Be so. Make sure you're so certain. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and what was one thing I I used to have a question that I would ask that would sort of give away that would I would. I can't. I can't remember what it was, but there's. Is it where you just assume they have a man? So you're like, are you and your man doing this, or are you and your man celebrating Christmas? Yeah, I think do I would, that. Yeah, yeah, sometimes it's do a that, good like, way of doing it. I think like, so. Um, maybe if something comes up where they say, "Oh, last weekend I went to this great get together," and I was like, "Oh yeah, with, with your boyfriend," or like something like yeah, that. But yeah, it's still pretty obvious what I'm asking there, but it's a better way of doing it. It's not as overt and direct. And it doesn't make her feel uncomfortable because it's not like you're uh, like overtly saying, do you have a boyfriend because I want to fuck you. It just sounds like you're being curious and making conversation, even though you both understand what that cue means. I think it's a really mm. like nice way to inquire about that. <laughs> Obviously, you can ask weird. out, right? But It's weird yeah. how it's like, oh, if it's asked directly, that's a turn off. And then if it's asked yeah. indirectly, that shows some kind of emotional intelligence that's a turn on. But it's... It's weird, isn't it? Weird There's species. honestly such an art to like relating. Like remember we talked about once when we were talking about online dating and I was mm. saying how if a guy asks you on a date straight off the bat after two minutes, that girls just say no, usually. Yeah, but <laughs> even then if, if he's takes really too nice. Long. Yeah. You gotta like get that sweet like yeah. two hours or if you're in a DM or like two days if you're on short bursts of messages. <laughs> it's it's it is frustrating, but look, like, that's what you, you got to just, it's practice. You're going to have yeah. to cop a lot of rejection, especially if you're a young guy listening to this. Look, it's, it's tough, but you, 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 you're going to cop a lot of rejections and you'll get better at it. Like with anything, you'll get better at the conversation, at the, at the way that you ask these sorts of questions and um, just embrace the rejection sometimes. You, you know, if you do feel angry like I, I have, and I'm sure every man has, then use that for something uh, worthwhile. Maybe work out or um, put it towards a passion or, you know, 
a journal, something artsy, something to get that extra energy out. Um, that's constructive. Mm-hmm. Um, but look, you, I don't think it would be wrong to do a podcast saying how can you avoid ghosting and rejection because it's mm-hmm. just you can't. <laughs> You're gonna have how to can you it. accept it? How can you accept it? Yeah. And then yeah. how can you maybe help lessen it? Yeah. But you, you just got to deal with it. It's going to happen. And when it does, you got to try and understand that that's a them problem. It's not a you problem. Um, on to the next. On to the next yeah. adventure. Um, I, th- I think I remember when I was single, there, sometimes I just outwardly ask, like, how's the boyfriend? <laughs> I just asked that to see what they'd yeah. say because then they'd, if they do have one they'd just oh yeah he's good we did the okay yeah yeah but, yeah that's um, fine yeah. I think that's fine uh, and don't assume if a Instagram. girl's being nice to you that she likes you okay please yeah it's uh it's not always the case and then it just makes women not want to be nice to people because but at yeah, the same time men are so lonely sometimes and, and, yeah. and, and lacking friends that and it can they get they can't addictive. help it feel love for someone that actually shows them generosity and kindness and and it's such a tough situation because then if you do show them that then you're risking them falling in love with you and making it awkward but yeah if you don't show them that no one else is showing them that and they just slide further into loneliness so you know my my girlfriend was saying that a lot of female psychologists when they're male patients they just they they almost always end up it's very very common counter transference yeah when I, I stopped working, I was working with men and then I started working with children and I had stopped working with um, men for that reason because it's no matter how hard you are like, you know, I will not do anything flirtatious. I won't even smile or giggle, nothing like that. The fact that you are offering a man um, that, you know, typically or could be lonely and isolated and you're offering nurture and comfort and warmth and appreciation as, as a therapist trying to be like, oh, you, you're seeing the value in them and supporting them. It's very, very, very common um, that men can get some kind of romantic feelings and you see it all the time. Yeah. I see it all the time on Reddit where guys are like, oh my God, what's wrong with me? I have feelings for my 65-year-old therapist she's not even attractive and it's just a very common thing and if that happens if you're seeing a therapist and that happens you can actually talk to your therapist about that they all know it there's a name for it and it's better sometimes to name it so they can explain to you why this happens um for me i didn't do that because it it wasn't just like oh i have feelings for you a little bit it we got like it came it, it got taken too far too many times i think um so I was like, I can't do this. And I was too young, Story I think. Of your, of your life. <laughs> I know. So literally, you I've should just be the put... one writing the book. Just the... <laughs> I put those dreams on hold until I'm a bit older. I think when I'm in my mm. 30s, it will be a little bit less oh, so um, old. prevalent. <laughs> yeah, but then, you know, compared to when I was doing it at like 22 and 23. Sure. Um, and it was not going the way I was wanting to despite mm. the intentions um, which was really annoying because I was like well I spent $100,000 studying this to not be taken seriously but Actually, whatever Yeah, one day it's a weird thing because you think well I guess I look I'm attractive and all these people are falling in love with me but I'm not being taken seriously yeah although yeah. they'd probably still I don't know. I don't know. A male patient might actually get more out of a 
a person that they're attracted to. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, it's a messy kind of awkward thing to think about there, but it's very true. Yeah, yeah. it's very of, true. Yeah. A lot of sex work is often just therapy. A lot of guys will go yeah. to a sex worker and not yeah. even have sex. They just cry. They want to be held. They want to process their emotions. They want to talk. That's why people pay for an hour, even though the work is 15 minutes. <laughs> um, they <laughs> if always that. stay and talk. Yeah, exactly. So it's... It's always interesting. I always hear really interesting stories from sex workers. And you can find heaps of them as well on Reddit. And they all say, you know, it's nev- it's rarely ever about sex unless they're, like, really young or they're really, like, perverted yeah. men that are just desperate for young, like, Asian girls or something. Um, but majority right. are just men in their 30s and 40s that are lonely and seeking companionship. And there's a new, like, Oof. very common therapy called cuddle therapy that was, it's come up, you know, in the last 10 years um, where a woman just holds a man nurturing. Um, and then don't get me started on the kind of other side of that, the whole breastfeeding thing. But oh, okay. <laughs> that's a podcast for another day. <laughs> sounded very wholesome till the, you know, the breastfeeding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sure. Look, if it works, it works. Yeah, if Jeez. you're a woman that's breastfeeding, you can make a lot of money if you're open-minded. So, <laughs> to have a grown man suckle on the on those titties, yeah, wow. But okay. they say they, these men say like it is astoundingly therapeutic to them and, and healing of a lot of childhood wounds. So I'm, I don't want to pass judgment. <laughs> yeah, look, okay, for, if it's all consenting adults, do what you yeah. do what you want to do. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my initial response to that is definitely weirded out by it, but maybe I'm judgmental. I don't know. <laughs> so I, I think to conclude this one, um, if you're dealing with ghosting, it's something that everyone has to experience now. It's it's not something about you. It's more often yeah. something about the other person. Do the best you can to be the sort of ideal <laughs> dating avatar in this chaotic world we live in where wherein you try to be consistent with your communication try to be direct especially after two or three dates i think that's when you have to say all right Mm. this is what i want is are you on the same page you know don't make it like i have previously where it sounds like girls have told me you you talk like you're in a business proposal so don't do that (laughs) i can so imagine that as well yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. but (laughs) when's the best time to talk to you i have a one hour window (laughs) that's so you (laughs) yeah so don't do that but i think i'll always say being direct especially for people mid-20s and older be direct make your intentions clear and then if they say no look you can't don't take that personal i know it's hard not to but you got to keep telling yourself well what that that's who you are and if if they didn't like that that's That's on on them them. that's not yeah you, you could never be attractive to everyone you can never please everyone yes there are some people that are a lot more successful on online dating and that sucks but don't focus on them just focus on what you're doing and the little things you can improve on and work on and um rejection is it's really hard it's it sucks it's, it's it can be soul crushing um it's it's hard to deliver as well so don't think that you know it's easy for that other person who might have rejected you it's probably hard for them too um just accept it. Just say, "All right, thanks for letting me know." Don't take it out on them. If you do, if you do have anger in there, which you probably do, 
get a punching bag. That's what I do. That's what I once I hit it so hard that it was connected by metal to the gym ceiling and it fell off. Oh no! So did they make? Did they say you had to fix no, it or pay for it? No, they got a good. new one in. So it's a good story. I, I can't. Then that kind of gave me a bit of self-esteem when I did that. Yeah, I'm, I'm so like, oh, fucking strong. Damn! Punch them. <laughs> I broke the metal the metal like chain <laughs> broke wow <laughs> based on the reverberations i think i don't know i don't know what the physics are but i like to think i did that but very good even that there's probably healthier ways to process your emotion but there are also unhealthier ways so it's not it's perfectly normal to be angry it's just what you do with it that will then be how society judges you so sit with your anger for a couple of days, even a week or two, if you've been rejected in a bad situation. And then, mm. and then you know, give yourself an inner monologue and a narrative that fights against whatever uh, might be the uh, just assumed notion based on the rejection. So if you think, oh, she rejected me because I'm ugly or because I'm not successful, you've got to tell yourself, well, no, I'm, I am who I am. This is what's good about me. This is what's... This is what I like about me. This is what is valuable about me. And, and so you almost have to fight mm. against that narrative that's inevitably going to come up. That's my advice. Uh, if anyone else has anything else to, to add, let us know in the comments. I'm sorry we didn't really get to professional ghosting. But I, look, it's it's the same kind of thing. Um, yeah. You'll, Message you'll, twice and then leave it. <laughs> yeah, and you'll pay the professional consequences yeah. if you're ghosting people. Yeah. People won't want to work with you. And there are groups now with any, everyone who works online where people talk. So it's your fault. And look, I know people do struggle with an, a lot of mental health issues and now. Social anxiety. But try not... You know, people will say... There's all these memes on Instagram about, like, if someone doesn't respond to you, they may have anxiety. Look... I think you could still try and try your best to still respond to people. I think you could still owe it to people, especially if it's a friend or or a, yeah. if it's a romantic partner, definitely. And or at least make it clear sometimes I'm non-responsive because of this mental health issue I'm facing. But don't then use it as a oh the reason I ghosted you is because I was anxious. I mean it's it's it could it's true. I'm not trying to diminish the experience you may be having, but it comes across as a bit self-centered. Which is very common that people actually use that as a reason. Yeah. I can't. I know so many people that have said that from guys and women, both. Yeah, I, I don't like it. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think that, like you said, it it almost is nicer to do it preemptively. Like I, I doubt someone's authenticity if they say to me weeks later, "I'm so sorry, I was dealing with this," or like, "I'm so sorry, I was just having a really like." it's valid it's totally fair but when everyone's using that same reason i think it's like better to say hey mate i'm i'm checking out for a couple of weeks like you know i'll I'll touch base with you later maybe that's fine yeah or at least say uh hey i can't make it tonight because yeah rather than ghost just say yeah you know i i respect i'm much more respectful of people even at the last minute even if it's half an hour before the event look man i really want to come to the event but i'm just exhausted i'll be no fun i can't make it just say that it's not that hard to say and i respect that so much more than someone who just just doesn't message and doesn't even say why they're not coming because that's just that's just Mm -hmm. rude but again that's again like with any other rejection it's not a me thing it's a them thing so uh 
mm-hmm. try and respond the best you can and i think i think you owe it to to people um and i think we've covered our experiences and what we think about ghosting and and rejection and i don't know what more there is to say do you have any concluding remarks don't ghost during the christmas period because it's supposed to be festive <laughs> yeah so just give give explanations and men or and women don't respond with crazy or aggressive replies just say thank you i appreciate you letting me know we'll break the cycle together that way <laughs> mm. i like that all right well thank you very much for listening have a great christmas everyone yes merry christmas and enjoy the time with your with your family um come to my sydney show if you're not doing anything we're, we're running it on the 23rd of december on, oh, and on good. the 30th of december so christmas eve eve and new year's eve eve good come along Sorry. for a pre-eve <laughs> party uh it'll be fun uh probably will be a bit of a smaller audience because everyone's worried about the uh, omicron or whatever but who yeah. cares you'll be fine you laugh it out <laughs> laughter is the best medicine <laughs> best preventative to COVID (laughs) exactly Um, thank you very much guys we'll see you next time see you next week